it's really about your whole body. Your mouth is definitely not separated from the rest of your body and your teeth are just as important to your health as everything else. Welcome to This is Rural Health, a podcast from the California State Rural Health Association. The CSRHA is focused on ensuring that the needs and voices of rural Californians are expressed and heard, and is continually working toward improving the quality and length of life of rural Californians. This podcast brings together leaders in rural healthcare with policy advisors, community leaders, and other forward thinkers to gain a better understanding of what's happening across today's rural healthcare ecosystem. Each week, you'll hear the unique perspectives of industry and community leaders and how they're finding innovative solutions to the challenges of a rapidly changing and increasingly complex healthcare industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Michelle Schneider. I'm a board member of the California State Rural Health Association. I am pleased today to welcome Stella Kim to our podcast. Stella is the Oral Health Collaborative Consortium Project Manager which is part of the UCLA School of Dentistry. And Stella has great insight into oral health in Los Angeles County. Los Angeles County is so large, it's not only the largest county in California, but also in the country. And we learned a lot today about our mouth being the portal to physical and mental health. We learned about a great strategic plan over five years that the consortium is about to share with the oral health community partnering with Los Angeles County. And you're going to learn a lot about the magic number two. I'll leave that as a surprise at the end. But Stella and her colleagues have great insight and have done wonderful work on behalf of Los Angeles County and our diverse communities, especially geographically on oral health in, in general. So I hope that you enjoy our conversation. Welcome, Stella. Thank you so much for having us today. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. So just to get started, why don't we ask, what is the Oral Health Collaborative Consortium? So the Oral Health Collaborative Consortium is actually housed at the UCLA School of Dentistry, and we are a countywide project that is in partnership with the UCLA School of Dentistry and the LA County Department of Public Health in order to implement LA County's first oral health strategic plan, which is called the Community Oral Health Improvement Plan. So it's the first of its kind and it's a very special partnership and we are funded by Proposition 56 dollars, which is the tobacco tax and funds a lot of other prevention programs. We're actually ending the first five-year phase of the program, and we'll be completing that with a very exciting summit, which will be held in LA downtown on August 25th this year. That's very exciting. And is LA the first county to do this strategic plan, or have other counties in California done this? So the great thing about California is that it is very diverse and there are a lot of different counties. Um, and as you know, LA County is huge. So things getting done here, it's a little bit more complicated. So there are other counties who have had oral health programs that have been very robust, but the Proposition 56 and the county's investment in oral health this is the first type of plan that LA County has been able to do. Other counties have had oral health plans, but I would say LA County is 
the largest county in the state and also has the largest program as of now. That's amazing. And I think to your point, I mean, we have over 50 counties in California, Los Angeles being the largest. Can you give a sense for our listeners who aren't familiar with Southern California, how LA County is broken down and that we do have rural areas in our in our region? Of course. So LA County is comprised of eight service planning areas. And those service planning areas are divided into general regions. And that's because a county is so large that it's the biggest county in the nation. And it's actually larger than 43 of the 50 states that we have in the United States. So for scale, LA County is a huge expansive place. The communities are very diverse within our county. We have a lot of different languages being spoken and different community lifestyles, and there are rural areas. So in terms of the service planning areas that exist in LA County, number one is Antelope Valley, two is San Fernando Valley, three is San Gabriel Valley in the east, four is the metro LA area, including downtown. We do have the West area, which also includes UCLA. We're in the West area. The South area that is all the way to Long Beach and the Southeast area, which is kind of Norwalk, Bellflower, that area, and then the South Bay. So when we kind of look at that, there's an expansive county area that some of the places that we have been working in The county are 70 to 80 miles away from where I reside or from UCLA itself. So it's incredibly large. And that diversity is very special to the county and also to the state. But some areas are very specifically important to the county because they're underserved areas. And that in particular, there are a lot of rural areas in the Antelope Valley, in the San Fernando Valley, some parts of the San Gabriel Valley as well in the east. And those are some more of the rural areas within the county. But those are actually the largest spaces or the largest expanses of of the county. Those particular service planning areas happen to be the largest geographically. Exactly. And I, I used to go out to the Antelope Valley quite frequently for work. And it's fascinating given California traffic that to go 70 or 80 miles, it takes the same amount of time than going 12 miles downtown. Exactly. So we, do, <laughs> we do have a lot of geographic and otherwise diversity here. So Michelle, as you mentioned, the Antelope Valley is a very rural area, and in particular, probably the mo- most um, rural area, at least of LA County in general. There are some areas of San Fernando Valley and San Gabriel Valley that are more rural but the Antelope Valley is underserved in both services and resources overall. So I can tell you that we had six schools that we worked with in the Lancaster-Palmdale region. And it was very interesting to see how the community makeout, um, makeup was and how children, some of them literally didn't have transportation to go to school in rural areas and only the bus would actually take them to certain schools. Like some of the schools we worked with, I believe one of them was over 90% of the children are bused because of lack of adequate transportation. And this is an elementary school. So it's pretty interesting. 
some of those rural areas as well, they're expansive desert areas. People are living within those communities, but not a lot of the services or not all the services they need are existing as of yet. But that's something that we're working on, the county's working on, and is very invested in. It's I'm so happy to hear that you and the county are working on that. And speaking of, what exactly is your role with the consortium and what are some of the initiatives the consortium and the county are working on in these underserved areas? Sure. So I'm the county-wide project manager for this initiative. As I mentioned, the initiative is housed out of UCLA. So it is a partnership between the School of Dentistry and the County Department of Public Health. Um, And I've been on this project for about a couple years. And we've had a really great team of folks who have worked in all of the service planning areas. So you can imagine that our team was traveling sometimes from Lancaster which is 70 miles away, at least from UCLA, down to Long Beach, which is another 25 miles south. And that's where all the the port is. And there's downtown and then the San Gabriel East. So we've had an opportunity to work with all these communities across the county. And that's because the Community Oral Health Improvement Plan that I mentioned earlier, which is, we call it the COHIP for short, the strategic plan that LA County has put into place has six objectives and they are really focused on raising issues and doing activities in order to advance these initiatives. And in particular, I think the fo- the ones that folks are mostly interested in are awareness and health literacy. Um, we've been able to do numerous events with partners in several languages to share oral health information and education. There's another objective around improved access to care, different organizations that we work with to improve access to care, including hospitals and federally qualified health centers and different dental associations, such as the LA Dental Hygiene Association and also the West LA Dental Association, lots of partners that we're working with on the provider side and also the community side. And in particular, there is an objective that is focused on integration and coordination of care. So it's very important to find ways to integrate dental care services in the primary care space so that more people can access them. And lastly, one of the notable objectives is around workforce development and capacity and making sure that our workforce in the oral health field is really committed to serving underserved communities, meeting special needs communities, and making sure that cultural competency is a core priority of all the activities and initiatives that the county is involved in. So... Those are a few of them. There's a couple more, but they're a little bit more internal and infrastructure related. But I believe those are the ones that are most outward facing and community facing. That's amazing. Amazing. And health literacy. I mean, that's so important. What are some practical tips that both companies, whether it's a hospital or regular people should know or that they can follow? I think the very first and probably the most important part that we always try to emphasize about oral health is that oral health is just as important as your primary or physical health and your mental health. And your body obviously is completely connected. 
You know, your mouth isn't separate from the rest of your body for any reason. It's actually a portal to the rest of your body and provides assistance in nutrition, helps you communicate, all of those things. So oral health is an essential part of your entire health, including your physical and mental health. So that's one thing we are really trying to emphasize with communities and partners and organizations who may have not uh, known that as much. And also as a part of Oral Health Month and also Children's Dental Health Month, month, which was actually in February, we like to give consumers and local folks just a really easy tip around. I, I like to call it my magic number two. I worked with over 600 students that got screenings <laughs> in the last six months, but I tell folks that this is my magic number two. And it's really easy to remember that you need to go see the dentist two times a year. You need to brush two times a day, at least in the morning and the evening. And also that we want you to brush for two minutes in a circular motion. And I know this is not a number two, but we also ask folks to floss at least one time a day for your oral hygiene, because a lot of dental conditions are preventable. And so if you are keeping up with some of the hygiene and making sure that you have a dental professional caring for your needs, a lot of the oral diseases are preventable. It's really important to take care of that because as I said, and as you know, Michelle, um, it's really about your whole body. Your mouth is definitely not separated from the rest of your body and your teeth are just as important to your health as everything else. A hundred percent. I love the magic number two. I'm going to start telling everyone that because it's very simple. And, and finding two extra minutes a day to help improve your overall health, I, I think we should all make that commitment. Sure. And, you know, we say it kind of lightheartedly, but it has a serious impact on your overall health for the rest of your life. So I think that's that part that we really want to emphasize with families, parents, kids, everyone, because it's not thought of as most important. At least it hasn't historically been. But it will affect your health and your lifespan and your well-being for the rest of your life. That's what we want to emphasize with folks because a lot of oral health pieces are connected to things like heart disease and diabetes um, and ability to eat or your mental health if you have bite issues or speaking issues because of your oral health issues. So it's an incredibly important part of daily life, but also overall well-being and health. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Stella, it's been a long two and a half years. Can you tell us how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the oral health community, both on the business and patient sides? That's a really important question, Michelle, and thank you for asking that because obviously the COVID-19 pandemic has been the most urgent of all healthcare issues for the past couple of years, resulting in major crises in a public health level, and we all lived through it. So we certainly saw that masking was important, that we had to keep social distancing. So for a lot of hospitals and clinics and dental businesses, until the vaccine was offered and provided some immunity, it was very challenging for patients to get to dental offices to make sure that they're getting the care that they need, and also for businesses to have the patients come in, including hospitals and clinics and 
private providers, as I mentioned. And we all knew that it was very important to address the COVID crisis first, but the impact of that has, I think we are going to see some of that as we continue, but a lot of folks had some decay or continued deterioration of their oral health status by not being able to go to their dentist or provider. And it's a really good opportunity now that things are safer and have opened up quite a bit. And as long as we're being safe and cautious and taking care of our health to make sure that you actually do visit the dentist and get the care that you need. And one resource that's really great is the county Department of Public Health had released an FAQ on how to go to the dentist safely during COVID. So there's been a lot of research and insight and investment by providers to make sure that going to the dentist is a safe thing to do and ensure that for all of our communities. So I hope that we can continue to improve the oral health of everyone that we work with here in LA County and beyond by making sure that oral health hygiene and healthcare is taken care of. Yes, it's very important whether or not you can get in to see your provider to do the maintenance daily, twice a day even. That's the magic number, right? (laughs) Yes, hopefully that sticks. Exactly. And where can people access resources about oral health, providers, insurance, any type of resources? Is there a website or what what do you recommend? So we partner very closely with the Department of Healthcare Services at the state level, and they have a wonderful campaign called Smile California. So it's a very easy website to remember, smilecalifornia.org. They have a complete Spanish website, which is sonriacalifornia.org. And there's a lot of resources, very consumer friendly, and you can actually get connected to the DHCS website for those who qualify for Medi-Cal and have it. There is complete dental coverage for children and adults for dental Medi-Cal. So that's something that not all communities know about either, that they actually have dental coverage through their Medi-Cal. But you can actually find a provider through that website. It's very useful. And then in L.A. County in particular, we have the L.A. County Department of Public Health Oral Health Programs website, which is publichealth.lacounty.gov slash OHP, uh, which stands for Oral Health Program. And there are some local resources there. There's some analyses that the county has done on the population and our needs and all of the reports, um, including that community oral health improvement plan that I mentioned. Thank you. And, and we can share those links out as well with our listeners. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us or share that our listeners throughout the state should know or any key findings or anything else we should know about? Generally speaking, LA County has the opportunity to make such an impact because we are the largest county in the entire country. There are 10 million people living and working and hopefully thriving in LA County with our communities. And it's been incredible to see the investment that the County Department of Public Health has made in ensuring that there are other programs that the county works on, including, you know, funding hospitals, working with FQHCs, there's an entire Department of Mental Health, But all of these things working together are really trying to elevate 
the lives of folks who live here and make sure that we have well-being. So I'm really proud of this project and the first iteration of it, and it is going to continue. Um, so the county is starting up their new community oral health improvement plan, basically, for the next five years. And that will be shared. Some of the details of that will be shared in the August meeting as well. And we're really excited because Dr. Jay Kumar, who is a dental director, is also attending and sharing a little bit more of the California state plan, which is going to inform every county's plan around oral health. So those are some exciting highlights from our oral health summit. And I can't forget that our special invited guest is actually Dr. Renee D'Souza, who is the director of the NICDR, um, the National Institute for Craniofacial Research. And that's kind of the main Oral Health National Research Institute. And she is our keynote speaker. So it's going to be very wonderful to hear from her about the investment that our country overall at the federal level is making in oral health. So needed. So needed. That's that's very exciting. Well, thank you so much, Stella. I want to say congratulations to you and your team for the great work the Oral Health Collaborative Consortium has been doing. And as an LA County resident, I'll thank you on behalf of all of us. And um, we really appreciate you sharing the magic number two and that our mouth is a portal to our physical and mental health today. And um, I think all of this is great information for our listeners. So thank you, Stella. Thanks so much, Michelle, for having me. It's been a pleasure. This is Rural Health is the official podcast of the California State Rural Health Association and is made possible by the generosity of our members. Our producer is Noelia Sanchez at Noteworthy Lab. To learn more about the CSRHA or to become a member, visit us at csrha.org. If you have a suggestion for a future guest or topic for the show, email us at podcast at csrha.org. To make sure you don't miss any future episodes, please be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on Twitter at CSRHA Podcast. Thank you so much for your continued support of the California State Rural Health Association.